Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hello, hello. Today I am talking to Maxwell Finn, and we're going to talk all things Facebook marketing, retargeting, email automation, building kick-ass e-commerce businesses, all that good stuff. Um, Maxwell's pretty pretty rad in all of those departments. He is the CMO and co-founder of Unicorn Innovations, and he has years of experience creating hugely profitable Facebook ads, spending millions of dollars for both his clients and his own companies. He's a serial entrepreneur and has launched, grown, and sold several e-commerce brands and venture-backed startups. He's got really cool stories from startups from years ago, startups from outside of school, and what he's been able to do with those businesses, what he's learned not to do. And he's really passionate about helping new entrepreneurs and small business or small business owners achieve success. And he works with really high-end clients. Not sure you can work with him today. However, after listening to this interview, you're going to want to, and there are different ways that you can be a part of his community and all that he and Unicorn Innovations does. They have incredible courses that teach you how to be badass with Facebook ads, um, with SEO, um, your email automation, all of that kind of stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. And he's kind of a one stop. So if you're, even if you're an agency that wants to brush up your team, who's doing that for other clients on their skills, then these are the courses that they can take. Um, not only that, he's really awesome at building communities. So he's not just a guy that drops a course in your lap and says, good luck. He's pretty much there with you and there's a community built in for you that you can interact with and you're getting updated information, which is also huge because so many people are reading stuff about how to do marketing. Maybe it's only Facebook marketing. Maybe it's only a year ago. And those of you who know Facebook marketing knows that things change pretty quickly. So you've got to keep yourself updated. Um, beyond that, just really great entrepreneurial advice. Maxwell's a super awesome guy and, uh, enjoy this interview. Hey, Max. Hey, how's it going? It's good. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Same here. It was a busy weekend and, uh, just kind of trying to wrap my mind around all the, all the data and everything from the last few days and get a little rest, but I'm glad we we're able to chat. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're coming off of Thanksgiving weekend. So um, I feel like my mind, while there were was less going on, it was more about family. My mind was a little bit more active because of that, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Thanksgiving was one thing, but Black Friday and Cyber Monday for, for all of our offers and stuff. That was the, the main the main thing dealing with, with all the, the traffic and the customer service and everything that comes along with that. But it was a record year for us. So it was very exciting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about all of that because you're, you're pretty much a genius in, in those type campaigns. And I'd love to hear first though, how you got into this. What was your background leading up to unicorn innovations? Sure. So I'm super lucky in that I have a, a family background in entrepreneurship. And, um, so my, my grandpa was an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur and and that's really all i've known and it's interesting when i talk to a lot of people on podcasts or when i do speaking gigs and or just mentoring people it 
it's interesting how rare that is and how tough it is for somebody that doesn't have that view of like that's a possibility to to even fathom that. So a lot of people don't even realize that that's a possibility to start your own business, be your own boss until you're out of school already. And I, I knew that's what I wanted to do from day one because that's all I knew. So going to high school and college and everything, that was kind of my my game plan is, you know, I'm not going to work for anybody. I'm going to be my own boss. And, you know, that's a a lot easier said than done. And so it's really been like about 10 years of grinding and dealing with lots of obstacles and hurdles and challenges and foregoing things that a lot of other people take for granted, like vacations, days off, bonuses. I mean, uh, foregoing all of that. Um, but it, it's exciting because it's at the point now where, you know, we are experiencing so much success and growth that it's making it all worth it. But just just to recap back to so I started a venture back startup while I was still in school with a, a, a friend of mine from college and and we raised a few million dollars to build a mobile app that helped uh, help brands connect with long tail influencers, micro influencers and and reward them for creating content. And uh, we raised a lot of money. We had a, a pretty big team, learned a lot, made a ton of mistakes as you know, 20 year old founders of, of a company where everyone that we have hired is older than us. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was super exciting. It was really rewarding. We, we had a lot of fun. We had about half a million users at the end um, of that, that, that company. So we did a lot of exciting things and, and accomplished a lot of great things for being our first startup. Towards the tail end of that, though, I started getting an interest into e-commerce and specifically the the direct response marketing side of it. The, the the idea that I could put a message out there, I could craft a message and target a specific person at a specific time to motivate that person to take out their wallet and buy something was really exciting to me. It, it was it it was just like this power thing of like it, you stop somebody in their tracks during their day and had them buy something from you that it's, I don't think we understand how powerful and, and incredible that is as marketers that you're able to do that. Um, especially at scale to just do it to one person is exciting, but to do it for, you know, tens of thousands of people is crazy. And so that, that pursued my passion of direct response marketing, specifically with Facebook and e-commerce. And so we, I, I started an e-commerce store called startup drugs towards the tail end of my first company called the daily hundred. And, and that kind of just took off organically because the idea was really interesting. It was uh, apparel for entrepreneurs that had kind of inside jokes and, and really just a, a lifestyle brand for entrepreneurs and founders that, that really hadn't been tapped before. And one thing led to another. Flash forwards, I don't want to take you through every month or year of my life to today. But we, me and my partner, Jeremy Adams, we've been friends for, for three years now. Um, we actually met via Facebook ad, which is kind of a funny story because – it was a startup drugs ad and um, one of our other partners had commented on it, tagging him in it. We started talking and realized we're all in Orlando. We met up and that that's how we met. And and now we're, you know, we run multiple companies together and uh, he just got named to Forbes starting in 30. So we're all doing amazing things. But we met Kevin Harrington from, from Shark Tank. And then this is the last, last part of the story. So we met Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank and, and started helping with his digital presence he started realizing, hey, I have all these companies coming to me, pitching products, trying to get me to endorse it or speak at their events or whatever it is. And they all need digital. They all need paid marketing services. They all need funnels. They all need e-com stores. They need everything that you guys can do. Let's just create an agency together. 
And so we created an agency together called Quantum Media and ran that for about a year and a half. We worked with big Fortune 500 companies like 3M. We worked with a lot of cool, innovative startups. And uh, you know, we got to the point where Jeremy and I decided, hey, we kind of have a passion for some other things and we want to explore that. And, and Kevin and Brian, um, his son and Jimmy, his partner decided like, hey, we're our passions over here. So we said, let's keep doing deals together where it makes sense, but we're going to kind of each do our own thing. So we still do a lot of business deals together and have a great relationship. And now Jeremy and I have Unicorn, which is the most exciting, fun thing I've ever done. And um, it's just been a huge success. And that's what I'm happy to talk to you about today, about what we're up to and, and teach your audience some things about whatever you think is important to them. Well, yeah, I think, and it's all really, I mean, it's, it's super important because that's where there's so much happening on Facebook. It's crazy. <laughs> like I just go in there and I want to study the ads. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. How does, okay. So let's talk about, because that was how, essentially that's how you built startup drugs. Is that correct? With in Facebook. such a short period of time with Facebook. So, and what, what is startup drugs? Let our audience know. So startupdrugs.com with a Z. Um, and it's funny the name I created it as like a joke. I, I never expected it to be a business. Um, so when I made the name, I was like, this is just like a, um, there was a company called startup vitamins that I was uh, friendly with their team. They make inspirational, like they take um, super famous founders, their famous quotes and put them on posters and stuff and they pay them a royalty. And um, it's all like happy go lucky stuff. And I was like, nobody's doing anything that's speaking to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur because that, that was the big problem is, and it's still a problem. I think the, the rest of the world views Silicon Valley and entrepreneurs and the startup space as this like, golden world where everybody's rich and everybody buys buying Ferraris and has 10 houses and gets paid million dollar bonuses and and gets 10 million dollar investments like that's their view for most people of what happens and the reality is that all of those people who are experiencing that spent 5 10 20 30 years living in a garage not taking vacations not taking days off not paying themselves working 24/7 to get to that point and so nobody looks at like the 99% of the life cycle and the journey. They look at like the 1%, which is the result, the success. Exactly. Because uh, no one's so featuring like, you when you're starving yeah. in your garage. Nobody cares. <laughs> They're featuring yeah, you once you've made it. Yeah. And and nobody knows. And the thing is like the, the overnight success thing is like nobody knows about you then. They only know about you when you're successful. So they view it like if, you, if, if Forbes didn't write about you, you didn't exist. So you must have just been an overnight success because now you're in Forbes and yesterday you weren't. So you must have been, you know, you did something yesterday and you invented some AI that, you know, allows cars to run 30 times more efficient and it was easy. Um, but to the point of like why it starts. So I wanted to create a brand that spoke to that, um, like inside jokes, things that only real founders understood and, and spoke to that community. So I, I kind of created that as like the the antithesis, like the the opposite the yin to the yang of startup vitamins, which is where the name came from. And, and we started with T-shirts with sayings on it. And now we have, you know, T-shirts, canvases, hoodies, the full brand. We have supplements. Um, so basically, it's become more of like an entrepreneur lifestyle brand. And it's expanded over the last, you know, three years or so. So you started now, did you did you bootstrap it the whole way? Oh, yeah, we've never um, the only time we we've when I say we Jeremy and I or I have raised I've raised money was for my first startup out of school. And 
we bootstrapped it for probably a year before we did raise any outside money. And um, I never want to go back there. Like I, I never want to run a company again where you are 100% dependent on outside financing. Um, it, it is literally the most like sickening and stressful thing in the world to know every day when you have 30 employees that your bank balance is only going to go one direction. That there's the only way you can go up again is you raise more money or you find a way to be profitable. And for a majority of these kind of software startups in in the Valley or New York or Boston or wherever, they're they're so focused on user acquisition and getting pretty metrics and stats to raise money. That's like their goal. It's like, okay, we need to do this so we can raise money from Greylock or Sequoia or Bessemer or Google Ventures. When in reality, you should be saying like, you know, how can we build a business, right? This is a business. We shouldn't be building it to raise money. We should be building it to acquire customers and provide value. And so everything I've done since um, since the Daily 100 has been like, this is going to be a business. We're going to make money from day one, right? So we're going to make money. We're going to be profitable. And then we can invest in doing cool things that require R&D. And so that's you know what we're doing right now with the Unicorn is you know, we have a lot of money coming from a lot of different places and they're, you know, very profitable. And so now we're, we have the position where we can say, okay, let's maybe invest in some companies. Let, let's explore that option, but we can, we can afford to do that now because we have free cash coming in from everywhere, you know, a bunch of different places. And so it's that, that's the model now. It's not, you know, not raise money and, and pray that we can keep raising money or find a way to you know, break even before we run out of money. Right. So in, in less than four months, you you brought startup drugs to $100,000. And then in six months, it was 500000 It just kept growing. And all of this was done through Facebook marketing and email funnels, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, it, it primarily through Facebook, we had a really strong word of mouth. But honestly, I mean, it's what's interesting is the the milestones happen faster and and bigger now so like for example and we just we did $50,000 yesterday just on our course um and we spent maybe $1,000 so we made you know we netted $49,000 yesterday alone um and we've no overhead on that that's just our our digital products so the what's interesting is like i look back two years ago, three years ago. And I remember when I talked, like how exciting that was when I got to $100,000. And then, you know, with our, our quantum media, with our agency, we did all of Trump's collectibles and we made four and a half million dollars in three months. And and now with our courses, we're moving faster. So it, it's really interesting how you, it, I like hearing that coming back from, because I remember when I wrote about that and how excited I was to hit that milestone. And it, it's interesting how you kind of get blind to that. And as soon as you have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in the bank or a million dollars in the bank, your, your, uh, your views of what a success is and what a home run is changes rapidly. But yeah, so, so, so primarily it was, you know, everything to date has really Facebook advertising has been a, a cornerstone of the marketing strategy. However, where we're focusing a lot of time now on supplementing that is building communities around a brand. So we're doing that through Facebook ads, but the reason why like our Ad IQ Academy and our, our course component of our business is growing so fast is we invest a lot in building a Facebook group, in nurturing that group and providing a lot of value. And we do that through, you know, 
are going live in the group with Messenger, with email. And then we're able to use Facebook to one, drive people into that ecosystem. And then when we do have big offers like we did all weekend, we can retarget those individuals and extract a lot of value from them financially. Right. So what's happening when a client comes to work with you and what type of businesses are you working with? Sure. So we're in a unique position. Um, Having run an agency, I can tell you that I really don't like it. And I I don't recommend a lot of people get into the agency business. It's um, there's a lot of people right now. Everyone wants to be an expert and everyone's trying to be an expert and everyone wants to run an agency and get people to pay them money to manage their media and, and do services for them. And it's really a race to the bottom right now because there's few people that are actually like delivering that can that can actually charge a premium. So everyone's saying, well, if I can't deliver the value, I can lower my price. And two things that are happening. One is you stretch yourself way too thin because you take on way too many clients. And two, the the businesses that can't afford to pay what you need to charge them and are looking for deals and are looking for the, the lowest quality, the lowest price option are typically the ones that have the least chance of being successful because they're usually not, they're not doing anything at the moment. They're still figuring out a lot of things. That's what we realized with agencies. Like when we worked with new businesses that weren't at six figures yet or seven figures yet, we would get brought into all their other problems. So we'd be brought into running Facebook ads and all of a sudden we realized, Hey, your website's terrible. You're no email sequences. You don't even know if your pricing is correct. Like they're missing all of these components, and those are all really critical. Facebook ads. I mean, paid traffic is just a tool, right? It's, it's a medium to get a prospect to a page to convert them. So it, it's a you know it's like a highway, but that alone doesn't make you money. It's a you know you need to have all the pieces. The destination needs to be really well built. And it needs to have all the grit, the, the best plugins and apps and layout and content and you know copy and all that needs to be really well done. So we we very very rarely take on clients anymore. And when we do take on clients, we we tell them up front, listen, we're probably the most expensive option on the market. Um, and and the reason we do that is because we want to have the highest quality customer. We want to make sure you're serious and invested. And um, and that has worked out really well for us by kind of being the the top priced option. We get the businesses that are most likely to succeed and um, and have a lot of other things figured out. Because if you don't have all the other things figured out and all your ducks in a row, you're not going to spend ten thousand dollars a month on a retainer for a you know an agency to run traffic for you. So so yeah. Long story short, we we work with a select group of businesses. At a minimum, they have to be doing high six figures, but growing rapidly, ideally in the seven to eight figure range, looking to scale. And most of the other stuff, we we own our own products. So our info product business, where we have all of our courses, our coaching, we own all of that. We run our own traffic internally for that. Startup drugs, food trucker, we own a content site. So a lot of our our traffic and the traffic that I run day to day is for our own businesses. And And honestly, I like it that way because I have a lot more control over all the elements. Yeah, absolutely. So I completely 1000% agree. And I, I see a lot of that people get focused on one thing and they go, Oh, I just need to have, you know, really good Facebook ad or, or I just need to have my site look good. And then nobody's going to see it. Or I just, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a very, like, you have to have all these parts in place. Um, 
what is what is some advice that you have in building and you're working with companies that are six figure plus what is your advice to those smaller companies that are trying to get there yeah the the biggest mistake and every tuesday inside my students group i do ad audits landing page audits e-com audits so we actually go live and i actually like everyone sends me the links and i take a look at them and and the the reoccurring theme that i see in new Shopify stores or just new websites or people that are just getting started and and looking to make a lot of money is they they put all the bells and whistles on these stores and websites. So they throw in all the apps, they have the countdown timers, they have the fake inventory counters, they have the exit intent pop up, they have all the 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 you know the buzzword type apps on there. But they they don't have a brand. There's no personality. There's no design. There's nothing that makes that store look like a a brand. And the reality is that on a dollar per dollar basis for most products, you are not going to beat Amazon or Best Buy or the you know the big players in the world. You're just never going to beat Amazon. So if you're a small business getting started, you just you can't look at it that way. You need to figure out okay what I can do. Is I can build a brand. I can really build a community. I can have some unique angle and value proposition that Amazon's not going to offer these people because that that's the thing people just forget is like your drop ship. Most of these people are drop shipping product from AliExpress or or Verlo. They're using one of these plugins, and you you're you need to make a margin, so you're charging more than you're paying them. Amazon's getting it cheaper for, for cheaper than than they are. So. That's like one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they focus too much on what all the you know the gurus are talking about, all the best plugins to add, and they overlook the most important pieces of building a business. And I actually did a live the other day where I talked about how it's really interesting when you take away the barriers to entry to something and you you lower the cost significantly, people stop they stop treating the process the same. And what I mean by that is like. 10 years ago, if you want to start a business, or even five years ago, um, you need, and, you, and it, your business had a physical location, right? It was a big decision. You need to go, you need to find real estate, you need to find the perfect location, you need to put the right display on the outside, the branding, the signage, the layout of the store, the way you're going to display your products, the person who's going to accept the cash, the, the customer service, the people, all of those things you took, you know, you put a lot of time into that because you're you're spending a lot of money. And the interesting thing is when you're starting a Shopify store or an online business, like you're doing the same thing. You're opening a business, right? And you should follow the same kind of mentality and process. Maybe you don't need to go to the same extremes because you're not building a, you know, a, a retail location. But in terms of what the customer journey is going to be like when somebody enters your store, what's your brand voice going to be? What's your customer service going to be like? What is your, you know, your your uh, your return policy going to be? All of those things, I think a lot of people just neglect. And all they do is they 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 set up a Shopify store, they connect to a bare low or a drop shipping company, print for something like that, and they throw up a bunch of products, run Facebook ads to it, they don't sell anything and they complain. And honestly, that that's the 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 extent that a lot of people go to um when they start the Shopify store. Like that's how much thought they put into it. And I, I've seen some of these stores and and it, it is shocking that anybody thinks that somebody's going to buy something on these stores because they're just they're, there's they're random they have random products that make no sense they have you know women's jewelry and they randomly put some kitchenware on there like 
it, they're really, really poorly thought out. And um, you know, if you look at the companies that are winning today, that were pretty much new companies didn't exist two, three years ago. Whether it's Casper Mattress or Warby Parker or Purple Mattress or Squatty Pot, I mean, you, you look at some of these companies and they focused on one or two products, a handful of products, but they built a real brand around that. They they really have a unique identity, a unique angle, a high quality product. They have a very very loyal tribe and community around that. They have a beautiful, beautiful website and store. Their messaging throughout all of their platforms is consistent. It's in sync. They they have the entire customer journey mapped out. And and I think some people when they talk to me, they they are surprised by my response when I go into this kind of argument because they think, well, you're a direct response marketer. All you care about is sending somebody to from point A to point B and getting to buy something. And the reality is that that's just a piece of it because that is getting increasingly more difficult to do profitably. Like the amount of people and products that you can do that for on Facebook is very, very limited nowadays. You need to focus beyond that initial transaction and look at, okay, I might not be profitable on this first sale because it just, it, the, the audience is too competitive, the product, the market's too saturated. But what I can do is really focus on building loyalty and then have a lot of products after that have a repeat purchase rate that's you know not 10%. I can have you know a continuity model that gets them to subscription. There, there's a lot of angles that ensure that you can be profitable acquiring customers with paid traffic. And and most of those things are just not looked into for for people that are new to e-commerce or trying to make money online. Yeah, and and I I totally agree with you. I mean, there's like there's sites or brands that I'm committed to going to because of the experience I'm going to have. I look forward to sitting on my couch with my laptop and coffee or whatever it is because I'm going to have an experience with that brand and I like the way it looks and the way I feel when I'm, you know, shopping or browsing or whatever it is. Um and that happens through and this is what I would love to talk to you about. That's happened just with, you know, one Facebook ad can do that. Like you said, and I want to go back to that because I think that's powerful and obvious, but maybe not obvious to a lot of people, but to be able to have that ability to stop somebody in their tracks to go, Hey, I'm, I'm turning over my money right now because I have to have that. There's something that you invoked inside of them that makes them want to engage and be a part of whatever it is that you're offering. And I, I'd love for you to talk about that and how, how can you accomplish that? Yeah. So, so the key here too, is when it comes to the ad side of things, like nobody is buying a, a product. Like when somebody pulls out their wallet and they see an ad that's really, really good and catches them, they're they're not buying your product. They could give a shit about your product. What they care about is they have a problem and you are offering a really, really unique solution or something that that solves that problem in a way that they can't have solved in other places. Like that for for a majority of purchases, especially impulse buys and purchases if a new if you're a new brand or something like that, that is the the thing, right? Like with with Casper mattress, for example, like there there was nothing new about the mattress, right? They're not going to compete on just hey, we have a better mattress and a lower price mattress. But the problem a lot of people have is like, well, how do I know if I'm going to like this mattress? I have you know a, a problem trusting that I'm going to be able to get this here and like it, and then what happens? It's a whole you know hassle to get back. And they solve that by saying, hey, we'll send it to you. You don't have to come to the mattress store. You don't do the shopping. Don't deal with the salesperson. We're going to deliver it in a tiny box. 
don't have to worry about delivery men. And if you don't like it after 100 days, send it back to us. Like they're they're fixing problems that people have with existing options on the market. And um, and so if you're running an ad and all you're doing is just pitching your generic product and all it is is hey get our you know Tupperware save 15% tag a friend that you think would like this Tupperware which is like crazy that anybody writes ads like that but you can go on Facebook right now and see a dozen ads just like that for generic products like that's not going to work too much unless you have a super super trendy niche product that's going to be a fad whether it's like a fidget like a you know a, a unique fidget spinner or something like that for a very niche audience but for for most products like you need to speak to that you need to first understand what the buyer's problem is and your ad for cold traffic needs to speak to that problem it needs to agitate that problem and then it needs to present your product as a solution and and, and do that in a way that's much more natural than just saying come buy our product tag a friend that would like this product um, because that that's not going to work for, for anybody right right so what are some um, what are some of your like super expert in terms of because I know you you're like the the genius in retargeting and um, talk about retargeting actually I know what it is but I think um, some people that don't they they may hire other people to do Facebook ads for them but they don't really know what it is can you talk about that and how it works Sure so the the reality I think everyone that's listening to this can relate I'm sure this weekend. You were the week leading up to this weekend. You spent time window shopping and looking at things you're going to buy on Cyber Monday, and you didn't buy it, right? And then on Monday, you got an ad from that exact company with a huge deal, and you bought it. Um, that that company is employing retargeting. They are tracking you when you go to their website. They're then putting you into a bucket, a digital bucket inside Facebook um, called the custom audience, and then they're running an ad where the audience is that bucket. So they're able to say, hey, person X looked at product Y last week. We're going to show this ad to that person, and it's going to be a discount on that product. So that's like the the, the fun basics of, of retargeting explained at a very generic, like a, a very general level. Um, but it is a, a total necessity nowadays. You have fewer than 2% of people will convert on the first visit to a website. So 98 plus percent of people coming to your store and website are leaving without buying. And you need to be able to segment those people and then follow up with those people accordingly based on where they're at in the buying cycle. So that's the the basics. To do retargeting correctly though, you need to, you can't just hit everybody with the same message, which is what a lot of people do with retargeting. It's like anybody that visits my website for the next week, I'm going to show them this ad with a discount. And that's their retargeting campaign. The reality is that even that's working less and less. You could get away with that a year ago, two years ago, when it was still kind of a, a novelty and people didn't really know what was going on. But pretty much everybody's retargeting nowadays. So you need to understand what is the customer journey on my for my business. So from somebody that's never heard of my company before all the way through to a repeat customer, what are all of the touch points in my ecosystem? So like this is something I whiteboard out with clients and, and, and students. It's okay, maybe the first interaction is a video ad and all they do is watch 95% of that video and they leave. 
okay, well, that's a bucket. That's people that watch 95% of the videos. That's a specific audience that I'm going to spend a, send a specific ad to. Then you have people, the next step, that actually go to the website, but they don't look at the product page. They just look at the homepage. Well, that's a different bucket. Now you have people that go to the product page and leave. Now you have people that go to the add to cart page. They add to the cart, but they don't buy. Now you have people that start the checkout process, but don't buy. Then you have people that buy for the first time. All of those people should be segmented differently because they all have different objections at that point in time in the funnel. So somebody that's added something to the cart and didn't buy, their objections most likely are going to be around price and affordability. Whereas somebody that has not even viewed the product page or visited the website, they might need to understand more about why this is a solution they even need. They should even like invest in their time into. And so the the ad that you're showing to people needs to be contextual around where they're at in that cycle, if that makes sense. And if, if and the people, yeah, and the people that are doing that really, really well are making a ton of money right now. Like behavioral retargeting is something that one of my buddies, John Hutchinson, is probably one of the one of the top guys in e-com and Facebook ads, talks a lot about is you know behavioral retargeting, and he has it down to his science and makes millions and millions of dollars with his his campaigns. And I'm sure there's some statistics too in terms of you know how many touch points somebody needs before they actually buy or become a customer. Yeah, and, and you can see this. I mean, you don't need to be a data scientist anymore. To, to actually get metrics that you can understand for your business. I mean, Shopify now, if you go to a, a order in your Shopify store, they show you the journey. Like they show you the path that the customer has taken. And so you can look in there and see, okay, this customer initially came from a Facebook ad, then they came back through Google search, then they came back and bought via an email with a deal on it. So you can, you can start to understand like, okay, here's all the customers this week, each one of these, you know, on average took three touch points and you can start to really get real data on your actual customers. You don't need to guess like the days of guessing about who my ideal customer is, how many times I need to interact with them, what the right price is, all those questions. There, there's data right in front of you. That's free. Google's giving it to you. Facebook's giving it to you. Shopify's giving it to you. You just need to take the time to actually look at it and and analyze it and then draw conclusions from it. Yeah, we have so much available and it's so, you know, once upon a time it was if you didn't get them the first time they saw the ad and you, they didn't see it again, that was it, you lost them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is, you know, this is similar to um, with, I know that you help clients with as well, um, email automation and setting up your your email sequences and drip campaigns and, and all that because it's it's similar in that, you know, People sometimes get one email from you, and just because they didn't act on it doesn't necessarily mean they're a lost lead. So you can bring them back, you can with another email, but it has to be something different, obviously. <laughs> you can't keep sending them the same email. But talk about a little bit about um, really creating those powerful drip campaigns. Sure. So the we still do a lot of email, but uh, most of my time in terms of like learning new things and experimenting is on Facebook Messenger now. Um, because the way I look at it, it's, it's for me, it's all just numbers. I just look at the data. And with email, let's say you have a thousand subscribers. You work really, really hard to get a thousand people onto a list. And the first list is an email list. Well, 800 of those people are probably not going to see your messages, most of your messages. And um, you know, and that, that's if you're good at email marketing, you can get 20% plus open rates. 
With Messenger, it's the opposite. It's you know 800 plus of those thousand are gonna see pretty much every message you send. And uh, so when it comes to like the value of a a list, a thousand person list on Messenger is you know worth four to five times more in my opinion than a thousand person list on email. So a lot of our work now goes into Messenger. We use a platform called ManyChat that's um, in my opinion the best and most advanced uh, messenger marketing platform, kind of like MailChimp or Infusionsoft, but it's for Facebook Messenger. So we do all of our automation sequences, all of our broadcasts, everything is done through there. And it, I think Messenger is finally getting to a point maturity-wise where it can be on a level playing field with email. Up until probably about a month or two ago, Messenger was not really great for selling um, because you didn't have the ability to remove people from sequences when they bought, add them to different sequences when they bought. You didn't have that that feature set. Now you can do all that. So ManyChat just rolled out the ability to integrate with Zapier. So you can, you know, Zapier lets you connect all these different apps together. Um, it has conditional filtering. So now you can ensure that, you know, this specific message or this specific automation sequence only happens when the people meet this criteria. So it's it's gotten a lot more sophisticated, a lot more advanced, and we're seeing you know huge results. And it's not just me. So like you know Ezra Firestone is probably one of the, the you know best guys in the world with ecom and and Facebook. He's been pushing Messenger for a year now, and they're seeing massive results with their Messenger lists. You know Molly Pittman from Digital Marketer. So it's a lot of the the best marketers are investing heavily in Messenger because of the results. Yeah, it's so true. And I think uh, maybe not a lot of people um, know about that, but it was a many chat you said yeah. for, okay. Yeah. M-A-N-Y-C-H-A-T. The best part of many chat is it's free to use. Um, they have a few pro features, but even that it's like 10 bucks a month. It's they're They need to start uh, charging for their service because it, it way too much value for free. Well, yeah, and I see that a lot. Um, you know, if if I've clicked on an ad and then I haven't actually gone through with you know purchasing or anything, I'll get the messenger, the message for someone, and you do read it. I mean, that's just like how people are. It's kind of like text messages. People are reading their text messages. <laughs> yeah, it's a more intimate environment, and obviously that'll change the next year to two years. You'll start to see messenger mature and and be comparable to email in terms of people's responsiveness. Um, but you have a, a good window of time right now where there's still only early adopters and marketers haven't ruined it yet. You know, I, I think I always joke that marketers will ruin everything. Every good thing that we get, we ruin at some point. And so, you know, messenger will be ruined at some point in terms of its effectiveness. But for right now, there's uh, there's not many people doing it actively. So the consumer isn't getting spammed. I mean, text message, you even see it now. You're starting to get more and more text message promotions and you're starting to be more aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. So I have another question for you. Yep. You um, you have something called your ad IQ. Talk to us about that and tell us what that is. Sure. So our, our company, Unicorn Innovations, we have a, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a holdings company. So one of our subsidiaries under that is called Unicorn IQ. And Unicorn IQ is going to be basically a um, a course platform where we're going to bring out the the best courses for every area of digital marketing and online businesses. So our, our first course was our Facebook Ad IQ Academy. 
which is uh, something I created about three and a half months ago. It has 40 hours of video lessons, about 120 videos in there. You get access to a private group, which now has over 600 people in it, where I go live two times a week. Tuesday nights, I do live ad audits. Friday nights, I do live Q&A. So you get basically I have eight live sessions a month with me and my team. Um, it, it's been it's my first course. I've marketed and helped build a lot of other well-known people's courses and made them a lot of money. I've never wanted to be a, uh, a in front of the camera person. This is all really new to me the past six months. The, the only reason I did it, and it's a funny story, is there are so many con artists basically out there selling courses, selling trainings that have not done a day of that in their lives. Like, So if somebody's out there doing Facebook ad training, there's a majority of those people have not spent a dollar on Facebook ads. Or if they spent a dollar, maybe they spent a few thousand dollars, but haven't spent millions or you know hundreds of thousands or anything worthy of teaching it to other people. And um, on top of that, I've had people like reach out to me personally. It's probably five months ago, a, a young kid reached out to me saying, Hey, you know, somebody referred me to you as like one of the best Facebook traffic guys. I have a Facebook ad course. I'm really new to Facebook ads. I've only been doing it for six months. I created the course for $500 and I've already sold a few hundred of them, but I don't really know how to drive traffic to it and, and sell it. It's just been to a group. And he was, he wanted to hire me to run the Facebook ads. And that just like that moment struck me of like, here you have somebody selling a course on how to run Facebook ads that is not willing to put their own money up. For themselves to run the traffic to it, uh, and and that was kind of a turning point for me where I said like, okay, I might not be comfortable in front of the camera, I might not be comfortable doing this. I'll get comfortable with it and I'll fake it if I need to, but it needs to be done because there's too many people out there that are hardworking small business owners, hardworking entrepreneurs that are investing a good chunk of their money into courses and masterminds and trainings, and they're they're getting no value at all. Um, so that inspired me to create the course, and I'm glad I did because it's been like the most rewarding thing that I've done um, in, in a long time. And I think the unique thing about our program and all of our courses coming out, which is a total necessity nowadays, is most courses that are on the market, whether it's a $1,000 course, a $3,000 course, you buy it and you get video lessons, right? You get content and trainings. And it could be really good trainings, but the problem is, if, if that's on Facebook, for example, Facebook ads, you know, after six months or so, a lot of that content could be obsolete or not as powerful as it used to be. And and the other problem is it's impossible for an instructor to create a course that has like personalized strategies for every student. Everyone's different. They have different businesses, different goals. So for me, like the group and having the lives each week is the single most valuable part. And literally every student I have has said that like the group is the most powerful thing worth the entire price itself. Like that's the X factor. And so like, I honestly think whether you buy a course from me or a course from anybody, if they don't have a, a group where there's active, like live trainings, Q and A things happening on a monthly basis, don't, don't invest in it because it's, you're, you're going to get outdated stuff. The instructor doesn't care about you really. Um, they, they just you know, care about making money. My goal is to help people because I should be charging monthly for this. Like I'm, I'm basically doing eight hours of mini masterminds a month and you just pay one time. So, um, but it's because I love doing it and it's fun and, and I get to build really cool relationships with people. So, so that's the course and we're about, we just came out with our SEO course. So we have SEO IQ Academy, one of our, um, 
partners, Ben Nemiroff. Basically, we're if it's something that we're not experts at, we know one of the best in the world at it. So we're we're bringing in our our, our network of experts to teach courses on specific topics. So he's he did SEO for all of Time Inc.'s biggest properties, Health.com. Um, he's done things for Pearson. He just got recruited from LinkedIn. So he's like one of the best SEOs in the world. So he's doing our SEO course. It just came out. And we have an AdWords course coming out probably in a month and a half, two months from a, a, a woman who's probably one of the best in the world at PBC and GDN. So that, that's kind of the roadmap for 2018. We plan to have an AdWords course, a messenger course. We have a agency course, so how to run and grow an agency because we, we have a lot of experience with that. And then an e-commerce course. We have at a minimum four courses already being worked on for 2018. Our goal is to have six. We have two others planned, but four are definites. And uh, so that's kind of the educational arm of the company. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I love info products. It's uh, You get to help people, plus the, the margins on digital products are the the best. Oh, absolutely. So, but there traffic. is the time and there is, you know, just to, you, you are paying for the, I mean, you put so much time into it, like you said, and you're keeping it updated and you're creating a community. And I, I so love that you're doing that. Cause I agree with you. There's so many programs out there that people can buy. And then it's kind of like, you're just left to your own. And it's just this thing. It's like a book or whatever it is. And not that it's not valuable, but without that, you know, kind of consistent engagement with with you or the expert it you can lose them it's an appreciating asset so a, a digital course without a group or any live trainings basically from day one depreciates in value and then the price doesn't go down though that, that's the irony is um the price either stays the same or increases while the value of the course decreases right exactly so much good stuff here. Oh my gosh. I can see so many applications for, for people, for agencies, um, to training their SEO experts, the the people running their clients, Facebook ads. Um, yeah, we do a lot of that. We sell like licenses to agencies and companies. Um, yeah, no, it's incredible. I'm excited just, and you have an incredible website as well. Um, I'd love to send our listeners there. So I'm going to send them over to maxwellfin.com. Correct. We'll actually send so we just launched our unicorn website literally like two days ago. So unicorninnovations.com is now live. And uh, that's the best place to go. That has all our information, has all of our properties. We have a really cool resource page. Um, because one of the biggest questions I get asked from my students is like what apps and tools do you use on a like daily and weekly basis to grow your businesses? So we put together a really cool resource page. It literally has every app platform and tool that we use, Jeremy and I, um, to help grow our businesses. So it's got a lot of value on there for free to, to check out. And then it also links to our courses and all that good stuff. Awesome. All right. We're going to send everyone there. We'll have the link in the blog post, unicorninnovations.com, correct? Yeah. Perfect. You can't miss it. So we have a, a an awesome unicorn wearing a hoodie with a laptop. As I mascot. love it. So, yeah, <laughs> cool mascot. So great. Thank you, Max, for being on the show with me today. This is so good. And I'm probably going to be contacting you soon just to, I don't know, show our team about all the cool stuff that you're doing. <laughs> Any <laughs> questions, I'm, I'm more than happy to answer some All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests. Oh.